yes, Larissa. Right. Welcome to another season. No, not season. Episode. <laughs> Great start. Of not a curse. Yeah, that's that's the sound effect. Very uh, very organic and so. So today uh, we are having two guests. Who wants to introduce themselves first? I like that you're all not seeing me. <laughs> I like that you're just like two guests and let's go. Um, I want to start by saying how we know these guests because it's a dance thing. I know, no, they can say more. Of course, they're going to say more. But uh, we know these people from dance. You know what? That's all. I thought I had more to say, but <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys say what you want to say about yourselves. Okay, I'll start. Uh, so I'm Elvis. Uh, I am based in Ottawa. Um, or originally from Congo, DRC, and then yeah, I'm based in Ottawa. I met you all through dance, of course. Kizomba. I uh, I teach dance in Ottawa for I think the last six years, I believe. But uh, but yeah. Travel a bit, meet people, dance with people, but uh, nothing more interesting. I got brothers and sisters and parents and all that good stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's the life. <laughs> Papa Elvis, uh, I'm Guy, uh, also Ottawa based, also someone that uh, travels a little bit for dancing and just enjoys the connection aspect. I met all of you through dancing through Kizomba. So, I mean, that's what uh, brings us together. And yeah, likewise, I guess I have a family, I have people, and uh, <laughs> I was invited here today, and I was glad to be. This is, uh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I so like how they both made it. You know, when they were finished with introducing themselves, it was like, and we have people in our life. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. We guarantee we are not sociopaths. We guarantee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, so you know, we're not sociopaths out here. You know, that's a good credential, actually. <laughs> good to establish from the beginning, you know, we're, we're mentally balanced and we're loved by people. <laughs> that, 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 that's where we start from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened I mean, after that? That might like... soon be replaced by AI, but very nice people. Oh my god. So uh, I'm really glad to have you guys here. We're really happy to have this is the first time we're having two guests. So this is also special just by that fact. But also the topic today is a little bit different from what we usually do. Uh, So we're talking about dance. Since we're all dancers, we're talking about dance and where it kind of intersects with our favorite topic, which is like body awareness, genitalia, you know, body parts and body positivity and all of that. And more genitalia. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be funny have... here, but it's not working. <laughs> it's working. I chuckled a little bit. <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to start because I'm more curious than anything else. Um, how, if at all, has dance changed your relationship with your body or like your I don't know if relationship is the only word but you know what I mean how has it changed how you how your body 
does things. <laughs> I feel like that's worse. <laughs> and also, I, I, are we? Do you mean dance in general or specifically kizomba or partner dance? dance? In Because I know, okay. I think everybody here dances multiple dances. So dance in general. Well, uh, I guess I can start. Can go ahead. Um, but uh, dance in general. Uh, in a way, I guess if I say dance in general, then I would assume I would also include solo dancing and such. That one I've been doing this since I was a kid, I guess. So in a way, my body or my relationship. Um, between dance and my body have always been similar. I've all, well, I grew up with dance, so and I grew up with my body. So then it, it goes, it went along together. But really, when if I were to say it, if there was a change, it was really when I started partner dancing, when I started dancing with people. So this is uh, salsa, bachata, and then eventually uh, kizomba. I would definitely say, I don't know, my relationship with my body changed a little in the sense that when you are a guy, and you know you haven't been in a relationship whatsoever with the person and then you start dancing with women in close proximity i don't know your body reacts in certain ways that you're not used to uh and yeah so i had to understand certain things i had to calibrate certain things in my posture in the way i relate to people and just that awareness was a little more yeah i'm a lot more aware because simply because of the fact that i'm in relationship with another human being and their body parts and such. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess that awareness is how my relationship with my body changed a little. Oh, I guess I can expand on that afterwards as well, but yeah. I think it's uh, somewhat similar for me as well, uh, but my trajectory is a little bit different. I did not grow up with dancing, uh, although I grew up with music uh, around me, but I was very shy and reserved, so I really didn't partake even though I could see it all around me. Uh, it's only after I came to Canada that uh, friends of mine essentially kidnapped me and took me to a Lindy Hop event. And so I started with partner dancing before I even got into solo dancing. And it was something that allowed me to experience my body in a different way. Uh, I was very awkward with my own body. In, and through dancing, I was able to kind of get a little bit more comfortable with actually like understanding better how my body works and just using my body in different movements right you see things and you're like oh let me try that move and you're like mm, i don't understand the physics is just not working for my body and then you take the time to figure out okay how do i actually make my body move this way and i think so like that allowed me to spend more time focusing on my physical body as opposed to being in my head like i was and so just getting to actually know what the body can and cannot do and like getting more comfortable with that over time, especially when I started doing more uh, soul dancing. So I started follow dancing, it was a little bit uncomfortable because again, that closeness that uh, Elvis mentioned, you're going directly into not just mm -hmm. your own body, but somebody else. But because it was partner dancing, it was also a way to stay hidden in a way because you are in the partner dance. But then when you go into a solo and the way to hide you, it's all you right there, right? So I think that that trajectory, when I went from partner, in partner dancing, I was more into body awareness. When I went to solo, I became a bit more into, I guess, body confidence. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. going back into partner, and I mean, for me, I have uh, some styles that include 
I guess solo highlight moments while partner dancing, like it allows a little bit more of that combination of body confidence and the work. I like that you this said uh, confidence. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Larissa. I was going to say because that no, no, no. word like really resonated with me because dancing is that for me. Because I started kind of with music in my background at home all the time. My mom used to love throwing these like huge gatherings of people and would have music playing and everybody's dancing, like old people, young people. It was just one of those things. So I grew up with that and I never felt self-conscious about my dancing. I always felt happy doing it. I wouldn't say confident. Like I didn't know that that was confidence. I just felt good doing it and I wasn't self-conscious about it. And then, um, yeah, later when I came across a couple dances, salsa, kizomba, I skipped bachata actually. I didn't Bachata wasn't on my radar until much later. <laughs> Not intentionally. Now it is intentionally kept away. But originally, um, I saw Kizomba first and I was like, this dance is very close. Like it's two people in very, very close proximity. So right away, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know if I want this. Because <laughs> then it's not just you moving your body. It's your body moving, another person's body moving. And especially with Kizomba as a follow Yes, you're in control of your body, but there is someone, in fact, guiding your body or signaling certain things to you. So there is also that element of your body is, this sounds really weird, a tool for someone else. And I did not like that idea before I got into the dance. After getting into it, it flips. It wasn't a confidence or expression thing. It was more of a connection thing and also understanding exactly that, understanding how another person moves their body and then what that does to mine and then also taking agency over my responses and how I like how I move myself but in relation to another person you know what I mean and what my body's doing how close the connection is all types of things I have to do with my body but also like a hyper awareness of someone else's mm. yeah. actually that also kind of resonates for me I think when I went back from solo to partner dancing that same awareness and I I guess, mm, I'm not sure what the word is, uh, almost wariness, but not quite that, in terms of the dynamic of Kizomba. What I really helped in salsa, I did not skip the chatter, it got me. Uh, <laughs> West Coast as well, uh, blues, like wow. all of them were different styles, but uh, the closeness was different from Kizomba. Because I did get into the chatter before the chatter show took over, so very much like Dominican. Mm-hmm. And even in those styles, especially because I started following a little bit before, I was mm-hmm. leading a lot, but I started following a bit before, I was a lot more concerned about the impact that you as a lead can have on the body of the follower. There's quite a lot of, I guess, power. I don't like using that word, but I will use it there in terms of being the person that leads the dance and be like, okay, how are you taking care of the person that So it's not just about me and my comfort in my own body. How is my body motion affecting the person whose body I'm dancing with? Especially in such a close dance where it feels like the impact feels a lot higher mm-hmm. in a weird way. Because there's a lot more dependence, let me call it that, or codependence in that dancing. Because almost every step, I mean, you breathe some type of way and your follow will realize it. Right? So it's the level of impact really just feels like okay everything you do might be impacting your follow make sure you're doing you're conscious and intentional about what you're doing Mm. i actually kind of almost maybe go back to being more 
self-conscious because they're more worried about how I'm impacting people I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Especially why I felt like I was not always clear in my movement. Yeah. Arisa, what was uh, your experience with dancing and your body? Um, and for me, I, before I go in there, I wanted to like get back to some of the things Elvis and Guy said. Um because it was it was very interesting because I feel like they were almost not opposites but at opposite ends of the spectrum. So Elvis was saying that you know when he moved from solo dancing to partner dancing, how because he grew up with dance and he would say that you know his body awareness was very much a thing for him. It was there and he had it. And then he got into partner dancing and he was saying. If I remember right, correct me if I'm if I'm like misusing your words, Elvis. Um, that you had to, you know, rethink about your posture and and all of that. And then, because I feel like you know the fact that you are dancing or sharing a dance with another human being, another body. I want to say it's not even about the the human being. It's just about the the other body that's there. It almost creates a frame that forces you to recognize your body differently. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, if you take a baby out of the womb, the heck they're lost. They don't know where they are because they they lost the frame in which they were before. And in that frame, they knew exactly who they were. But then that frame disappears and they have to reassess everything again. Even though in the womb, you know, if they they were able to, they would say, Yeah, I I know my body, I know the limits and all of that. And I feel like partner dancing is exactly that. It kind of creates a different frame and forces you to recognize your body from a very different perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And the other thing uh, that I find really interesting is uh, what you said, Guy, that um, partner dancing is... You didn't say that, like, this is me... Um, setting the concepts to, to most people, it can be like a daunting thing because exactly you have to manage someone else's body or be in a very, um, in a very close contact with a different body. And that impacts how you move yourself and how you perceive your own body. But at the same time, um, I really like what you said about the fact that it allows you to hide, you know, compared to solo dance, you are alone there. And in a partner dance, it's there are so many more ways to like screw it up. Literally said, you know, you have to adjust your body, as you were saying uh, before. You you breathe a, a certain way, and then it can be interpreted uh, very wrongly or whatever. So there are a lot of things we all feel like we have to be very careful about. And at the same time, it does allow you to hide because you're not alone and. Yeah. I don't know. It, I just find those two, you know, ideas very, very interesting. So, uh, for me personally, I also grew up with like music. Dance was just part of the culture. I was very, very, extremely shy. So, you know, I would dance like by myself. I would dance in my head. But as soon as people were watching, I was like, mm, I no, no, I don't dance. I don't like it. I don't do that. I don't know how to do it. Like, just just let me be. Um, mm-hmm. Then, like, I think when I was, 
about 13, 14, I did uh, modern jazz. Um, I did Afrobeats for some time. And then for a long time, I didn't really dance because I was living in Germany. And uh, yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't really a thing there. I would go to parties and like I would throw my own parties actually to be able to dance Afrobeats, but that's about it. Then I heard about Kizomba and I, um, yeah, when I started, it was, it definitely felt uncomfortable because I was like, eh, this is like being so close to another human being's body and not just any human being, but like the opposite sex, because that's what it, it is usually. It doesn't have to be, but just the fact that it was a male body in front of me and that I had to share a very small space with that body um, made me realize like so many, so many things, like how we perceive um, a certain way of being touched or certain movements. And so where I want to go is that we interpret a lot of things. In partner dancing, there's everything is about interpretation, I feel. You have to interpret whatever cues you're receiving as a follow. And even as a lead, you, you yeah. do end up, you know, interpreting what the follow is doing so you can go with her flow. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like not, not being aware enough about your own body and not being aware of the other person's body and understanding maybe how their body functions, generally speaking, even outside of the dance itself, leads or can easily lead to a lot of misinterpretations. And I mean, I can, I, I yeah, you all don't see my face, which is, which is very annoying for me right now. <laughs> but um, I like, I think everybody knows where I'm going to go. Do I go there or do we want to talk about something else first? What do you mean? Go, oh, go yeah. there. This is, this is, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> Great. So like for me, I think Joey even had an episode where it was about what do we know about the, the, was it the male body? No, I think we said, what do we know about the penis? So, yeah. you know, it took me, like, I, I didn't grow up knowing that a man can have an erection without, uh, being like sexually interested in in anything <laughs> yeah and, and you know like honestly when you're dancing and the men here can uh, share their experience if they feel like it um you know if now as a woman knowing that a man can have an erection without it meaning that that person wants to have sex with me and i can feel that erection slightly while dancing with them it is not bugging me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't put me off. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable because mm -hmm. I have that knowledge. If I didn't know that, then I would feel, oh my gosh, this is a creep. Like we're dancing and he's thinking about something else. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, that, that's where interpretation comes in. If, if I don't have a certain knowledge, I'm going to interpret that situation in a very different way than if I have the knowledge. Now, you know, even if I have the knowledge, it might still meet, make me feel uncomfortable, which is my right. Yeah. And then I can leave the dance, but still it is going, 
like my my overall feeling about it is going to be different mm-hmm. right I mean yeah. that's that's how I look at it I like that you mentioned interpretation because I feel mm-hmm. like knowledge is one thing interpretation is another thing because even yeah. um I think you mentioned earlier about like to be touched by someone in a certain way to be touched and what the touches mean outside of even feeling an erection in a dance, there are different holds, right? There's different ways someone can touch you or signal certain things. And even those Mm -hmm. can mean, can be interpreted differently. So within that context, I think there's like knowing certain things and maybe also choosing how to interpret them in the most positive way possible. If, if you can, right. If you're not the right state of mind, because if you're honestly, like, I think we were also talking about this in another episode. If someone accidentally like brushes your boob doing a pivot, I was or, gonna go turn, there. or you know what I mean? You can interpret it like, yo, that was a mistake. Like you, you know, the person was trying to turn me and they brushed it or the person holds you a certain way. You like when you're in shadow position and sometimes the hand is a little bit too high and it like scoops your boob a little bit. Um, those are things that happen, honestly, the dance is moving so fast and the person is, everybody is trying to be so precise within their own bodies and then with the other person's body. So you can't control everything hundred percent. So it's like understanding and knowing certain things about the human body, but then also choosing to interpret it in a certain way, like assuming yeah, I mean, good intentions. I mean, even beyond the interpretation, there's always kind of an impact itself, right? That throws me back to I was a class a few years ago, and there was a lot of it was right when COVID reopened, so a lot of people were like, "Let me get out and start dancing." So it was a lot of dancers. Remember that class where those two people that were very new to dance. One of them was not new to dance, but just somebody who was new to dance, and he was very uncomfortable and awkward with being in that close space with a woman. So. In his attempt to create space, he was carrying a frame that was very uncomfortable and kind of like super ribbed side, but also in a position where he would, by trying to create space, he was creating an awkwardness that was making the comfortable, his followers' body very uncomfortable. And so I feel like, regardless of knowing that his intention might have been, hey, I'm trying to not be awkward. By trying to not be awkward, he was making it all uncomfortable. Mm. And like you can understand, like it's a whole thing around intentions of sort of equal impact. But at the same time, end of the day, we are encouraging people to come here to have a good time. If you're going home feeling uncomfortable, either because you feel like someone's looking at you or trying to do something to you, or someone's just mishandling your body, like we don't wish that for anybody. Mm. Bang. Yeah. Um, wait, I guess I can add something. Uh, yeah, just to go back to what Larissa was talking about, uh, let's say first about the erection situation, lifestyle. Uh, basically, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's actually, I feel like, okay, I feel like there's obviously, uh, Larissa touched on this, and uh, there's the woman's uh, perspective where you guys get impact, how you guys get impacted by it. So let's say, for example, you're dancing with some guy and you feel something. Then, of course, you can choose to interpret that as obviously, hey, this can happen. It's okay. Da, 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 da. Or you can choose to be uncomfortable. Or, or you can also be uncomfortable and decide, okay, maybe I don't want to deal with this. Bye-bye. 
I had a friend actually who um uh, she's she used to be an instructor back in the days, now she's a DJ, but she was basically saying that uh, on her end, the moment she feels any type of erection coming from the guy, for her it's over. It's like no, you shouldn't do that ever. Da, 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 da. And which understandable, that was how she felt. But then I have another friend who's also an instructor and she says like whenever that happens, she just kind of feels bad for the guy or like I don't know. Uh, she you know she stays in the dance. She's like feels oh they feel uncomfortable, um, but I I guess in in saying this, uh, obviously women uh, depending on who you're dancing with, but women will interpret this uh, differently. Sometimes based off of on the comfort level that they have with the person, or just based off uh, what their values are, um, and their level of comfort, you know. But now what's happening in the guy's head? Let's say, for example, there is some guys that I've heard stories about where whenever they that happens to them, they put the follow closer to them as though they want the follow to feel that, um, which is, I guess, unfortunate. There, I've heard stories like that. But there's also some people where if that happens, it is kind of an embarrassing moment, you know, because you're trying to enjoy the dance as a guy and that starts to happen to you. And then this is oh, just, you know, when I was new at the dance, this was my my head, sort of where I was with my head. I was thinking, okay, this is about to happen. Oh, this is happening right now. What do I do? You know, do I create a space with my follow? But if I create space with my follow, then it will be visible to everyone around me. You know, and that was that was a complexity. Yeah, but then if I, I keep my follow close to me. Then she will feel, because I don't want the follow to feel it, right? So then she would feel it. So then it's like, it's a weird place to be as a guy. And yeah, so I struggled with that for a while. I had to figure out techniques. I had to amend the situation. And of course, one of the easiest things I got was wear, wearing bigger clothes, you know, like bigger shirts and things of that nature. Just, you know, so I can create space without anybody noticing, you know? And nobody will be able to, it won't be visible to anyone, of course. And uh, yeah, or just start thinking about different ways to connect with a person uh, with your in terms of your posture, you know, uh, just different ways to create space without anybody saying. But yeah, anyways, these are some of the complexities that happen in our brains. It's not that we want it to happen, like Larissa was saying, sometimes it's involuntary, you know, but also sometimes, however, it is a closed dance at the same time. There is, um, there are connections that are arousal. I mean, I guess, uh, because, again, you guys are close together. You're dancing. You're enjoying the music. But you're also, in a way, the body contact you enjoy, in a way, you're enjoying each other's bodies, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, in a way, it can have the sexual aspect of it can be, the reason as to why that's happening. Now, you may not be thinking about it. You may not want to think about it because, again, it's embarrassing. Uh, but it can happen that way. So it's just a matter of... Um, the more people get... Uh, the more, as a guy, the more I dance, uh, the more techniques I develop to avoid these types of situations. But it ha- it's something that happens involuntarily. Uh, anyways. But yeah, that was... I want to say about that. That's like... Uh, so yeah, so don't... Maybe... We're also trying to create a safe space for each other. It's just that, uh, yeah, some things happen when you dance with people, especially when you're new. And one of the things that I think also was worth remembering is the body reaction can be triggered by a range of things that have nothing to do with softness or can be related to them. Right. Uh, any of your senses, 
I mean, touch is the obvious one, but smell can affect your or your arousal. Arousal. Uh, sound can affect it as well. You have a bunch of those things that can stay apart. So it doesn't always have to do your partner. And, and like, I, I, I like what you're saying because this, I feel like this ties into the interpretation part again. Because you're in the dance, whoever, like, maybe you know, you know, what is arousing you, but your partner doesn't. All she has is the context of the dance and her interpretation is likely going to lead her to the place where she says, oh, I'm the reason, or it's because he's interested in having a sexual relationship with me that that is happening right now, so I'm going to leave. So I really like that you mentioned, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the person you're dancing with, actually. Or it, it can, it doesn't have to have something to do with the person you dance with. It can sometimes but there's so many things. Yeah, there are a lot of things at play. I feel like this is such a... There's no win here. Because the way that Elvis was explaining it is like, whether you try to create the distance or not, like you're somehow just... It's a catch-22 situation. It when... really is. <laughs> your, your, your body out there is sabotaging you, man. Yo, for real. <laughs> and I just feel like because it is just... The way that it's created, it is about connection. It's not one of those dances where you can just hit a bunch of like really well-spaced out moves. Kizoma is a connection dance. And I know the history is like just like a really close hug because they're supposed to be able to dance it with like family and things like that. That's the history. However, we dance it today though. It's evolved from that. It's a very sensual kind of dance. And I remember thinking that my body was contributing to not an unsafe situation, but was creating something because I feel like, especially when you have boobs, I know this is like a bit of a segue, but you're dancing super close and the hold is made so that you're like chest to chest usually and, you know, your boobs are, like, just rubbing on someone's chest. And I feel like in addition to that, there's hands. So you're holding and sometimes the hands are traveling, not even mm-hmm. to the places that we know are, quote unquote, sexual, right? They're traveling up and down, like, the back of someone. Or at some point, there's, like, a waist hold or there's, like, different things or, like, the shoulders or around the neck. And I feel like those areas that wouldn't even necessarily be sexual are being triggered or activated in some way. And that was always my thing, getting into dances. I was like, how do I, do I hold myself so that technically I'm correct in the in the frame, but I'm not like all over this person, like I'm not creating a problem because I was like, I definitely don't want to feel a penis on me at any point. So how do I, just... honestly, even the way that my, like I don't, and I, I was struggling with this for a long time, my posture in dance is not straight because I'm moving my hips and my like that like my yeah my hip area backwards my tailbone and everything is like yeah my pelvis is back because I don't want to feel anything regardless of if it's accidental or not I'm trying to create space so that neither one of us has to deal with the the consequences Uh sometimes I wonder if it's the actual situation that is problematic or or you know what people are going to think you know what I mean like I kept thinking about what you were saying, Elvis. Um, yeah, if you create distance, other people are going to see what's happening, and that's embarrassing. If you keep the the connection or the contact, the the person you're dancing with is going to feel it, and that is embarrassing. 
But let's assume, you know, we live in a world where we all know that a man can have an erection without it meaning anything. And it's, it's, it's just life, you know, mm. like, I don't know, a woman's boobs when, when it's cold, like the, the nipples get harder yet. Lucky for us, usually you like, it's, you're likely not going to notice it, but if it was a noticeable thing, then we would make a big deal out of it. Cause then I don't know, people could interpret it uh, some way. And, and I feel like if everybody develops an understanding for it, not saying that it wouldn't be a thing anymore for anybody, but it would be less of a thing because I, you know, people might not be comfortable with feeling a penis and that is totally fine, but it gives a chance to people who are comfortable with it or who don't mind it to create a space where, you know, like you as a, as a man who is having an erection during a dance, if you know that all the ladies know that it's a thing and it don't make a big deal out of it, then in that moment, you can actually enjoy the dance rather than being in your head and trying to figure out, okay, how am I, how can I dance now? You're not dancing anymore for the sake of dancing. You're dancing in order to hide your erection, either from the public or from the person you're dancing with. And that kind of ruins the dance. And, you know, like you mentioned one of your friend, one of your friends, Elvis, um, who was saying when, when she's in a dance with, another man and she feels like that man is having an erection she feels bad for him because she thinks oh my gosh she he must like be embarrassed that it's happening right now even if I don't care but he must be embarrassed and but would that person would that guy be embarrassed if he knew that she knows it's normal and she's okay with it probably not mm -hmm. and I've heard of uh, when uh, I guess some guys actively ask permission to the to the person to stay with them for a bit. Let's say, for example, oh, I'll explain. <laughs> no, Joanna is like, what? what's up? Both of them were like, no, 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 no. So I heard of, uh, so this guy's having an amazing dance with this girl. You know, they're enjoying fully and everything like that. And then, of course, the song ends. So now they're trying to separate. But then uh, the girl, you know, says thank you. Da -da -da. But apparently this guy was having an erection, you know, and he was wearing, I guess, I, I don't know, mm. something that will easily show the erection, I guess, like the gray sweatpants, whatever, you know. And then he asked the girl, yo, can you, can you, can you stay dancing with me for a bit? Because <laughs> he felt weird walking out of the dance floor with the thing, you know. So it was like, yo, can we, can we dance another song or two, you know, because uh, <laughs> just so I can calm down a bit. But. But that could also happen, I guess. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that story. It was a, it was a funny story to me. Yeah, no, like, that, uh, honestly, I I love that because that's actually yeah. like that person is being very vulnerable and being open. Hey, I have an yeah. erection. It has nothing to do about you, but can you please help me out here? And and in that moment, because it's out there, mm -hmm. and like I, I like that. Not saying she has to be okay with it, but I really like the fact that that guy took action and was like, hey, this is happening. Please, I need your help. Mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah i to me that's that's like ideal world goals <laughs> <laughs> i know not a lot of people think like that i know it's uh... hey some people are comfortable with themselves i guess mm -hmm. yeah like it takes a lot of comfort and i was thinking about what you're saying earlier the recent in terms of uh if the guys knew that everybody understood uh, erections and such. And then I was trying to think about 
why that's not the case. But also, I mean, I think the dancing in the last couple of years, we've been a little bit more intentional about having conversations around safety in the dancing. Mm. It's been a few instances that we've heard of or seen recently that have become more of a conversation topic than it would have been like pre-COVID. So within yeah. a state of being a bit more alert about safety, I think it's tricky to not interpret an erection as a potential for something that could be harmful. Mm. Like it's not a one-to-one for sure, but when you're already like super alert at something, like if you see any signal that might point towards it, like I think it does create a little bit more alertness from both sides. Right. I mean, if you're someone who's worried about being a victim, you're like, mm, okay, this person might be into me right now. Are they going to do something better or better? Yeah. Like, you don't know for sure. And if you're the person that's going to be experienced, you're also being like, is that what you're thinking of me? Mm. So, like, I like the ideal world you painted. I'm just kind of like stuck in, why are we here and how do we move past it? Mm. It's, it's very interesting. I feel like, um, the root of this is because we started speaking, we started making that type of conversation a thing after several issues. Yeah. It's almost like discussing about it, being aware about it is now automatically linked to this, the potential of becoming a victim or the potential of facing uh, a perpetrator. And to me, those those are two different things, though. There is the fact that, you know, there are some people out there who are doing wrong things and the discussion still needs to, to, be, to be had. And it shouldn't be linked to that, you know? I, I can see that that's how it is for people right now because the, the, all the problems we've, we've been having on the scene are the reason why those discussions started to emerge. But they can exist very separately from that. And I think they should. Um, it, it will obviously, I think at least, that it's obvious that having those conversations will create a much safer space um, but I, I do hear what you mean by there's like an over awareness and people are paying so like so much more attention to those things that now everything is being overinterpreted almost. And that, you know, I, I can understand that a guy in the scene today, because of all, all the things that have been happening, will be very freaked out when he has an erection and is afraid that yeah, he's going to be accused of being a perpetrator and all that happened was he just had an erection. So, yeah, it would make mm. sense that in, in this type of situation, it, it is even harder than it would be in normal times um, to be open about this topic because being open about it now means you're risking to expose yourself as a perpetrator even though you're not. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. I also, mm. I kept thinking earlier... Um, that's maybe specifically for you, Elvis, even in the way, um, like even in the teachings, a lot of, there are certain moves when they become tricky, instructors will often add, um, and yeah, be mindful to not move your hand this way because you might touch a butt or you might touch a boob and we don't want that to happen. It, it is coming from a very good place, but even in the way the dance is being taught, 
there is such an emphasis on sort of don't make the wrong move. You know what I mean? Mm. That this becomes then heavy in people's head. So if you're dancing with someone as a as a woman, for example, and they strike your boobs, then then you're gonna be like, hey, this is very extreme. But who taught you? Like, you know, don't you know how to do this move properly? And it has nothing to do with that. It can happen mm. to experts. But the fact that we're putting such a big emphasis, even while we're teaching it, or while people are teaching it to other people, um, I feel like it is part partially in my very humble and unique opinion, um, it is kind of feeding that the heaviness of the topic. Mm. How how do you see that, teacher instructor? <laughs> <laughs> the spot no pressure as the only no not here. <laughs> this is coming no, 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 uh, no. from a place of love <laughs> uh, uh, well i don't know if i do that mainly in my classes just yet but but um no 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 no. this is a fascinating topic based off what um he was saying what you're saying it's kind of like um it's in a way it feels like okay we have one side which is uh safety Uh, and one side, which is, I guess, more about freedom in a way where it's like, um, should I say freedom? I guess maybe not freedom. But yeah, in a way, like, let's say, for example, one side uh, on Larissa, what you're talking about, especially with this podcast and everything that you guys talk about, you guys are looking for to find a way to normalize certain things like, uh, you know, talking about sexuality doesn't have to be a big deal like this or talking about uh Your genitals does not have to be this big of a deal. It should be normalized. It should be taught. It should be, you know, something of uh, like natural, right? Uh, so the idea yeah. of, let's say, even bodies were dancing together. Let's say, I don't know, the person accidentally touched your butt or whatever, or touch your boobs or whatever. Um, in a way, it doesn't have to be super big of a deal. Like it doesn't have to be like the end of the world uh, to your life or anything like that. And then, of course, we have the safety side of things where it's like, okay, uh, now we've, we've also seen people with bad intentions take advantage of certain things, you know? Um, no, so it, I don't know. So it's very interesting. The more, if we lean more towards, I feel like what you were saying was just, if we lean more towards the idea of freedom, where we're trying to allow these things to be normalized, we're also risking that aspect of losing that idea of safety, the idea of comfort, the idea of, um, yeah. So anyways, it's like, it's interesting. But I guess there, at some point those two can go together. But I just feel like sometimes they're pulling apart one another. But I feel like, you know, at some point they can definitely go together. Now, in terms of classes, obviously, as an instructor, uh, <laughs> I tend, uh, there is a lot of issues that come up I'm about. Uh, one of the things that I personally don't like is that... Uh, As an instructor, you're automatically asked to be a leader in the community. And that is normal, of course, because uh, and such. But it's as though this huge responsibility is already automatically put on yourself. Uh, whereas yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm out here teaching you all how to dance, specifically how to dance. Uh, you guys are adults. You guys are all, like, mature. You guys have your own lives. I feel like... In a way, as adults, you know, you should be able to... If I was teaching kids, then I can understand teaching them about life and things of that nature as well. Not just about dance, but if I'm just teaching you how to step, in a way, I shouldn't be teaching you about life in general. However, the issue is bad things do happen within our community. And 
some things have to be addressed. So certain things will happen. A, a student of mine will come to me and be like, hey, Elvis, this is happening with that guy. How can we fix this? Or uh, this guy's making people feel uncomfortable uh, on the dance floor. How can you address this thing uh, for the rest of the community, things of that nature? So in, in general, in classes, I personally, when I show moves or anything, I won't show any movements that are like weird that will you know like i'll show proper technique i won't tell you what not to do necessarily i'll just tell you mainly what to do uh in the, in the first place when i'm teaching something yeah unless it's mm-hmm. you know unless the technique is gonna go off the dance whatever it's not gonna be proper and then i'll tell you the bad examples of it but ideally i'll teach you what to do rather than what not to do and then of course i'll just give you people a general aspect like respect one another that's a general rule so that people can interpret that however way they know best how to interpret that. Um, but anyways, no, I'm just saying it's it's interesting, the whole safety versus uh, freedom. Because I'm thinking about what uh, Joanna was saying before as well, uh, when we're talking about the how you touch your partner, for example. So it doesn't have to be just uh, the genital areas or anything like that. It's just that um, your hand in the back of your partners, what movements you do, what that what they will interpret of that movement. You know, it's like, uh, and sometimes, you know, there is erogenous zones everywhere around your bodies as well. So it's like, because I remember whenever 2020 happened, um, there's a lot of stories that came out on the dance floor about, like, um, you know, uh, violations of, you know, sexual harassment and things of nature. Uh, it mm-hmm. became a topic a lot because we, um, we were not dancing, so we, we kind of took the time to examine the dance uh, scene and such. And I remember at the time, obviously, there were major stories where, like, rape was involved and everything like that. But also, there were small stories where, I won't say small stories, but, like, where a person touched someone's in the wrong way. And then the person was like, yo, this person was touching me in this way, da 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 And then I remember it was, I, I was definitely one of the people and a couple of other friends that I knew. Yo, I texted some people, I'm like, bro, just so you know, you know, <laughs> my intentions, I'm sorry if I, if I were, I don't know how my dances went with you, just so you know, it's like, uh, you know, the intention was correct, da, 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 da. it's just that because there are some points when you're dancing with someone where you forget about things around you, uh, you guys just be, go in the connection one-on-one with that person, and based off the music you can discover you can go places with the music you know not anything sexually necessarily but i'm just saying you can explore things with your bodies the way you move and things of that nature where it will feel yes. as though it's very sensual and very romantic between the two of you because the world kind of disappears around you and sometimes you never know what the other person interprets out of that or whatever and they, they don't know what you're interpreting based off that and that can also cause an issue a misinterpretation where you're just fully enjoying the dance to the full capacity that you can with another body but yeah. at the same time if I'm, I'm an outsider looking at you dancing I can kind of see if the other person tells said that they felt violated I can kind of see that as well so it's kind of like yeah. this was a little bit of, of an intense dance and moment anyways all this to say that it's dance is very very interesting when it comes to this topic in terms of safety versus the whole idea of letting go and being in the moment with the person and letting, I don't know, not go so, not take the whole sexual aspect as a big, big deal. Uh, it's very, I don't know, it's very interesting. This makes me think about a work conversation I was, I've had a couple of times that has to do with. So one thing that makes the dancing very weird, in a way. Mm-hmm. It is 
this dance floor is the only place, maybe church, where you give that much physical contact to someone whose name you don't even know. Yeah. Like you allow somebody in your bubble and create a certain level of physical intimacy with somebody that has not had to really work for it. I think mm. it's like a very mm. unique dynamic because usually that physical intimacy comes at the point in time in a relationship where you have built enough familiarity and trust. Yep. Right? Like in the general outside of dance community, someone that's able to hug me like this for that long is someone that I know and trust. Mm -hmm. But in the dance community, no. Like when I get go, I might not even have a time to ask the name. <laughs> We're already on, in each other's face like this, right? So I feel like it creates a weird dynamic where you're already in that intimate space, yeah. but you haven't really established what kind of intimate space it is because you haven't had an interaction to build a dynamic of, okay, are we friends? Are we interested in each other? Are we just like, like a church, some just like respectful hug? No conversation has been had to reestablish the grounds on which this connection, this intimacy is being built. Mm -hmm. I, I think that helps. That. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. I think that just helps create a bit more of a confusion unless you are clear in your mind. Or if you're in a space where, I don't know, like in some cases where there are codes of conduct and whatnot, where they are very intentional around speaking on what the energy in the room is supposed to be like, which we don't really do. Uh, I think in general, just kind of it muddies the water a little bit if you're not clear with yourself where you're at. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you said two words that I found really interesting. The first was that that intimacy is there, the physical intimacy, before people have had to work for it. Mm -hmm. I found that word interesting. And then also you brought up trust, which I think that's part of the reason why we're not able to have these conversations. Typically, by the time you've gotten that physically intimate with someone, it's someone you know and you've built the trust over time. So if there was to have, first of all, you know them, and so you could probably interpret their intentions yeah. mostly accurately. But if you're unsure, you also can have the conversations. You can actually, you know, anything happens with a friend and you can make a joke about them accidentally touching your boobs or your butt or, you know, if they have an erection and you're like, yo, what's going on? And you can, you can talk about it and it maybe isn't going to be super vulnerable, but at least you can have the conversation because you've built that trust. But like, you said worked and I'm just curious what work we can do, what work needs to be done in the dance scene to get to that place with the type of interaction that dance is, because there's not a lot of lead up to it. There's not necessarily a lot of conversation, but if some, this is something that you can work towards, how can people work towards being comfortable with you know bodies and genitalia and everything like that happening in the dance and then talking about it if something weird is going on yeah. one of the events we both went to recently uh like just being in the chalet together or airbnb having that experience like it creates the bubble in which you can now connect as people to people mm. so instead of just going straight into physical intimacy even though in those cases we already were there, but there's a space where you can actually also connect person to person where you can then build that trust to have those conversations. Right? But I think sometimes when you're just going from classes to socials, from classes to socials, and you don't really have that space, you will only 
end up having those conversations and creating that trust with people that you naturally gravitate to. And people that you might not naturally gravitate to, you will not be in a space where you are creating the psychological safety to be able to have that conversation. So, I don't know, just kind of finding a way to creating a space where we are not just dancing, but you're actually talking to each other. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Because um, I, I was going to say, I totally hear what you say, Guy, when you say, you know, like, the dance floor is one of the few places where we get intimate with people with no, like, there's no, there's nothing before. We see them and then boom, physical intimacy right away. And usually we would see it on a on a very long spectrum. It starts by, I don't know, a handshake, then a few conversations. Then you see them 10 times and then you you do something else. You go for drinks, you go like, and I'm not speaking like romantic relationship goals or anything like that. Just getting to know someone before you can become physically intimate with them. And that has nothing to do with sex like mm-hmm. just you know being able to hug that person and i mean a real hug where there's like connection not like oh hi buddy and tap tap on the back and like not the like a real hug it takes time to get there in normal life in everyday life on the dance floor i feel like we get from nothing to the highest physical intimacy some of us have experienced in life And I was going to say, I feel like that's exactly one of the main reasons why a lot of us dance. Because in life, we have to work to get there. And even with all the work we put into it, not a lot of people actually get there. That's Mm -hmm. the goal. But it kind of stays a goal forever. We don't really get there. And on the dance floor, there is no bullshitting. There is no... Uh, let me, I'm going to try this technique. I'm going to ignore that person so that they know that I kind of like them. Or there is no, mm, if I say this, they're going to think that I'm interested in a romantic relationship. But all I just want is like a deep connection. That is all. There's none of that on the dance floor. It is super easy. You want it, just go get it. And I feel like that's exactly what we're looking for. for because it's so easy. If we want to, it is very easy to get there. And we want that. We need that as human beings. I, The way I look at it is we should find a way to make what we have on the dance floor also happen in real life, mm. which, which is almost the opposite of uh, what you were saying. And it's like, <laughs> it's fine. But <laughs> it's like, because it, it sounded like we need a baseline. And I feel like when I was listening to you, the baseline was we have to get to know each other and to do like some work before we get there, right? And the Not baseline before. on the dance floor is... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I, I wasn't saying before. I just think it needs to be attached to it. Even if you're dancing mm. with them before and if after the dance you can have enough connection to talk and then create that space to be like, all right, we talked. Now I feel like I'm comfortable enough to bring up this thing that was awkward in the dance. Like oh, you don't need to come before. You just need to like have the space where you feel comfortable bringing up awkwardness. Whether it's before or after. Yeah, okay. So then then my bad, because um, I felt like you were just talking about that level of connection and how 
yeah, we kind of get to it on the dance floor without um, without putting word. Yeah, off. without knowing the people and without putting. But I do like what you were saying. So no, like sweeping around and bringing what the dance floor has to the world. Please continue. I want to hear more on that. <laughs> no, I like. I honestly think we. That's 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 the way I would want to go about it, and like my personal experience is since I have been dancing, I I I want more of that in my day to day life. I don't just want to get it on the dance floor, and I I would say that I have become more intentional about creating that type of connection outside of of the dance floor, and. Yeah. Like, I'm convinced as human beings, we need that. Like, the way, you know, people who have experienced real deep connection on the dance floor, when you look at them, just when they describe it, like, it's, people say it it was heaven, like, I could turn my brain off. It's, you can see that it is doing something, not just to their mental health, but also physically. Like, I know um, two years ago, like, that, that was my, not dance high, I want to say, but I was, like, dancing all the time, all the time. And I had to go to work. To, to go to work, I had to wake up every day around five. And sometimes I would go dance during the week three times. And I would go to bed like at, at one in the morning and wake up at five. I was not tired. So that's what I mean by I feel like it's something we need as, as human beings. And yeah, I think we should strive to, to just have more of that in our day-to-day life. And yeah. being comfortable with all those discussions and your body genitalia being part of it does support our ability to create that in in our day to day life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I see you, Joe. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was gonna say it also changed my personal relationship with physical intimacy. The dance intimacy has translated a little bit into how I feel touching people now and people touching me in day-to-day life and also interpreting that, right? Like those super, super long hugs don't necessarily mean this person is interested anymore because now I know that there's a different interpretation for that type of contact, right? Or again, Mm -hmm. accidentally touching someone's genitals or someone accident, like anything, you know, one of those super tight hugs and you do feel a penis. It's not always... I have a different story now in my head that I can use to explain things that I would have been suspicious of before. And so I think it's just helpful to be able to take that context and bring it elsewhere and still see people who get super uncomfortable and realizing that I'm less uncomfortable because I've almost, it's almost like exposure therapy. You know what I mean? Like you just get desensitized a little bit over time. And I've definitely noticed that with like physical touch and physical intimacy since I've gotten into dance. Me too. Ooh, exposure therapy thing. Yeah, because pre-COVID, I think I had enough of that that my body was reacting a bit less. Then COVID happened and I was underexposed for a while. And then <laughs> when you got back to dancing after, I was like, oh, wait, my body is doing things again that I thought it was done doing. You know? So <laughs> that's one thing that... Oh, interesting. And actually, that brings me to something I wanted to ask Elvis about, because we're talking about it a little bit before the call, and Elvis, you mentioned clothing a couple of times. How did We're talking about, like, PJ parties, essentially. Like, when you had, like, oh. PJ-themed uh, events. <laughs> and personally, I never really partook, because I prefer the stability of 
stronger clothing to avoid uh, my body reaction being too obvious. You know, like what's been your experience? Sorry, I'm asking questions. Wait, so in terms of clothes, <laughs> <laughs> so basically in terms of clothing um, and PJ parties, is that it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever been invited to a PJ party. No, I'm joking. But um, in terms of, uh, to be honest, like I said, uh, for me, really, as as a guy, I guess, um, ideally, in my head at least, I want to make it obviously as safe as possible for the for the person I'm dancing with and for for the person I'm interacting with. So basically, in my head. And I don't want to embarrass myself. Uh, and I know uh, Larissa said in the perfect world, we shouldn't feel, you know, we, I mean, technically, yeah, in the perfect world, ideally, as you know, people should not be embarrassed. When, uh, I, know, I know some people that are like that, that they don't really care. It's just that's their thing. And I know nowadays there's actually pants or or things that will, that are like, um, like the, the whole focus on it is for your bulge to show. It's so strange. But, there are things like that in the, <laughs> the thing. Like they're that. created for that. I, I oh, ain't know yeah. about all that, yo. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of like underwear. Not like... To me. I'm not part of that market. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have seen, I've seen them. I don't know. I've seen ads, I guess. But no, but I know some people are comfortable with this. And I'm just not there yet, I guess, technically. So for me, if if it's a PJ party, obviously underwear, um, there are underwear that help cover things, obviously. So, you know, underwear is important. And of course, I can wear whatever pants. I just wear big shirts. I like wearing big shirts because shirts allow me to, at least to, I don't know, to move around freely. And at, uh, of course, if now, if you're wearing, you're not wearing underwear and you're wearing a loose, loose pants, even if the shirt is big, it's going to poke out, so it's going to look a little strange, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. So, in that aspect, I don't know. But, but yeah, clothing-wise, for me, I, I just... It was one of the things that was one of the easiest, easier things for me to do in terms of whenever when I started dancing. Of course, nowadays, since I've been in the scene for a long time, like uh, Joanna was mentioning, at some point, you become um, slowly desensitized to things. So, at certain points, even that when I'm dancing with someone in a closed embrace... Um, I don't have, I don't necessarily feel an erection uh, for the most part, you know. And if I do, I have other myth- methods, you know. I think about cats and grandmas and uh, all is good afterwards, you know. <laughs> so I don't have to always rely. <laughs> I don't always have to rely on the clothes anymore. But as again, with time, you develop your own techniques. <laughs> okay. It does take me out of the dance a little bit at the time, obviously. But uh, it helps me get back, like, be more conscious afterwards, you know? Uh, but yeah, in terms of clothing, I use it mainly as the easy go-to technique, I guess, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, <laughs> I this is kind of a funny, funny close to this conversation. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't hate it, though. I don't hate it, but it's like, okay, the tips and tricks. Maybe we need a whole other episode about that. Trying to hide an erection, 101. Like... <laughs> Or if you can talk about it, (laughs) loose t-shirts, don't wear the gray sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, no gray sweatpants. (laughs) No. Uh, One thing Um, I wanted to say really quick um, about what um, you guys were talking earlier in regards to 
uh, the comfort level that you have with people and the whole desensitized thing and the whole how to bring dance into the world rather um, like that scene that I feel like for the most parts whenever we talk about this demonstration like um, the whole sexuality or like genitals or in conversation with dance I feel like for the most part we tend to always look at the bad things I guess that happen like sexual harassment and all this kind of stuff but there are certain benefits that are within dance that we can look at them as benefits rather than as weird things you know uh, one of the things that to me at least of I, I listen to people talk and I kind of I don't know I take my values based off certain things that I like from and whatever people talk and one of the person that I follow he mentioned the idea of teaching kids the dance um, and you know kizomba as kids already teaching people uh, and he found for him this was some, something extremely important and it was not because the kids will become a great dancer by the time they hit 18 and they'll be killing it. No, but the idea for him was that there's such, this idea of empathy, for example. Uh, imagine teaching a kid uh, to dance with another uh, another person from a different sex from a young age. Um, you create this, um, it allows you to create this, to have this empathy installed within you because dance does allow you to do that because now you're not just dancing on your own. You're, I mean, dance with your partner. You're dancing with someone else and you have to pay attention to how they're moving, how they're feeling in the moment. Um, and bringing this to a young person, I don't know, this whole things we hear about, like, you know, a kid, bullying and everything, that would not exist in that sense, right? So there's a lot of aspects from dance that I find important that we can bring in society that will allow us to maybe open our eyes a little more, be comfortable with certain things. And for me, uh, one of the things... Uh, for this to happen is the idea of me, Elvis, an African man from the Congo, being comfortable hugging a dude, uh, like or dancing with a dude. That's like things I would never have imagined. You know, like honestly, like this is one of the things, especially when I started teaching. Because now, when I started teaching, I wanted to learn how to follow. So I, and I had to teach men how to feel how whatever they're feeling as their lead as as leads and everything. And it's, yeah, I would never have imagined in my entire life that I would be able to have a full-on dance with a guy or, like, a full-on proper hug with a guy with another guy. Um, and I feel like dance has allowed me to do this. There's just little things like that. Even, even my parents, whenever they see me post a video of me dancing with a guy, oh, my dad's, he, his head explodes and he doesn't understand anything. He's like, bro, what is happening right now? You can't be posting in nature. But just as a general concept, though, I... Um, and it helps me relate more to guys as well. I know we dance mainly with the people opposite to us, at least for a guy. I dance mainly with, with women and such. So, obviously, you know, you relate more. I Again, you create empathy with the, the person of the other sex. So now I know I relate more to women. I know, well, I don't know their life stories or anything necessarily, but I, I feel like I can I can have a certain level of gentleness in my, in my relationship with them, you know? Uh, or a certain level of kindness and, and all this good stuff towards them. But then also, because now I'm dancing with guys, I can also have that towards guys. It's not just a, you don't look at guys more as a threat anymore or more as a competition to you anymore. Or, I don't know, there's a lot of, th and these things I personally would don't think I would have gotten a lot of these things in the, outside of the dance world. And these are things that I directly benefited from the world or I directly acquired from the dance world on my side of things. So I feel like 
anyways, this is just to relate to what Larissa was saying. There are a lot of things uh, that we can bring from the dance world to um, to the world, and I feel like yeah, it's uh, an important thing as well. Yeah, I I love what you just said, man. Because it's yeah, it's 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 a great finish to this. Literally, dance um, can have such a great impact on on so many things, and specifically related to this podcast on on body awareness and how comfortable with feel with our body, with other people's bodies, and those bodies being close to us. And mm-hmm. no, like I I just love it, and boom. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We're not going to add anything else to that because that was beautiful. Like, chef's kiss. Uh, okay, on that note, we're going to close it up here. We're probably going to need to have a part two of this. But for now, we're going to close it off here and um, thank our lovely guests, Guy and Elvis. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to you guys. For waking up early on a Saturday morning. I <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> I woke up at five today. <laughs> sure. I want to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for sharing and being vulnerable and being open, we honestly really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, this has been lovely. For anyone listening, if you have any comments, if you want to shout out these guys, if you want to ask them questions, <laughs> on the usual platforms, you know, we're on all the streaming platforms with my class. He's like, no, no. <laughs> Don't ask me any questions, please. I'm out. Yeah, they're going to do it. Uh, but yes, get us at Not A Purse. That's N-O-T-A-P-U-R-S-E. And we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.